welcome to career see i messed up already <laughs> the first take all right pause welcome to career convos and coffee my guest today is trevor woods uh training and development manager at harbor freight trevor's also a military veteran so first of all trevor Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being on the show and thank you for your military service. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Thank, thanks for yours as well, Gopal. I know we'll talk about training and development. I know we had a conversation before. It's like, is it learning and development or is it training and development? I, I still don't know, mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> before we get into that, I just yeah. wanna ask you about your military career. Um, tell me a little bit about it and then tell me some of your favorite memories. Yeah, so I was in the military for 20 years. I actually retired from the military. And, um, you know, I remember uh, back when I was, you know, in high school, um, I was around a lot of military veterans. You know, I went to church, a lot of Air Force veterans, um, originally from Ponca City, Oklahoma. We had an Air Force base there. Um, also, my grandfather, he was a, uh, a Lake Patrol officer, so I was around a lot of law enforcement. And a lot of those folks, you know, they were prior military. So it was just, it's just kind of always been there um, in the background. And, um, you know, I, I really, you know, you're senior in high school, you're about to graduate, right? You got to kind of figure out if you're going to go to college, uh, if you're going to go um, find employment somewhere. And I just, I just, that's, I was just drawn to it. It was there. And I decided, hey, let, let me, let me, uh, you know, join the army um, and enlist. And I enlisted when I was 18. So <laughs> from the, from 18 uh, to, you know, uh, 38, you know, I was in the military. So uh, that was been most of my career. And um, I had a, it was, it was a really good experience. You know, it um, made me grow up real fast. You know, I, I met my wife, I have four, I have four kids. Um, and then, you know, I deployed a lot. I mean, the whole time I was in the military, I was, um, we were deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, away from, uh, away from home. And I deployed three times to Iraq, once Afghanistan, spent some time in South Korea, spent some time in Africa. Um, so, you know, over the course of my career, I mean, you asked, you know, what are some of my favorite memories? I'd probably say um, one of the, or some, most of those has been coming back from deployments and reuniting with family. <laughs> um, so it was always good to come back, you know, and see the family and see how they've been. And um, it was really eye-opening um, the first time I came back from a deployment. Because um, in, the, in the Army, we were deployed um, usually about 12 months. Um, and that's a year-long yeah. Uh, away from your family and you'd be surprised on how how much your family's changed in a year um yeah for sure yeah and um you know just just the way just the way your wife looks um <laughs> it's it, it just the the look of them change you know they've have different habits you know it's almost like meeting yeah. meeting them again for the for a second time um, and it's even it's even more pronounced when you have kids, right? I mean, your kids yeah. they change dramatically in the span, especially if they're like a toddler or something. From the span of you know two years old to three years old, I mean, they're completely different. Um, oh yeah, dude, I still feel guilty. My youngest, uh, I missed probably uh, um, maybe a year of her life, and so she knows it too. I'm always trying to make it up to her, and so she she kind of gets her way. But um, yeah, I you know. You talk about how the family changes. I think spouses go from like being uh, a wife, right, uh, to being a husband and a wife or a mom and a dad. And they're used to just handling everything like finances, cleaning the house, like getting kids to practice and school. And then when you come back, like it takes a minute 
for, for them to get used to you being back. Because like I had to tell my wife, like, you know, multiple deployments or whatever, I'm like, hey, I'm home. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to do something here. And she's just been used yeah. to just, you know, running and gunning for so long that it takes a while for them to get back. So yeah. um, definitely agree with you on, on that there. Yeah. So um, yeah, Army, I know you mentioned uh, the Middle East, Iraq. You know, I went to South Korea yeah, as well. Yeah. So um, probably a total of about three years, not consecutively, but three years uh, in the flight company right there at Camp Humphreys. Some of my best memories are, are flying um, because it's just a different dynamic. But Korea in itself, I um, like. I think that's, that's a duty station that people wrestle with. But uh, you learn so much about the culture uh, and how to drive in Korea and <laughs> yeah. the weather yeah. and everything else. So, yeah. 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 Well, hey, I think it's time for a coffee break. So this is where we talk about what's in your cup. Like I'm drinking garbage today. I'm drinking like, remember what we call talk coffee yeah. in the military? <laughs> coffee pot that's just going 24 7 and you just take whatever's in there and you drink it that's what i got going on today because i did not really prepare anything yeah. i just needed coffee this morning but tell me what's up what's in your cup dude yeah so um the, i'm drinking aerial resupply coffee um it's 100 percent colombian medium blend it's called firewatch um, I uh, met this veteran whenever I made my LinkedIn account. His name's Michael Clemmer, and he's the founder of the company. Um, and I ordered some of his coffee, and I just I love it. Um, I use I I order the coffee beans, and I use a French press. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. It's really good. Um, and he also has you know, a lot of other products you can order um, off of his website, which is AerialResupplyCoffee.com. And um, you know he has K cups and stuff like that. But that's what I'm drinking. Also right here, Aerial Resupply Coffee. Oh, I see it. Um, yeah. That's what I'm drinking. I also drink some Folgers, but I primarily drink aerial resupply coffee. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. I'm definitely going to check that out. I saw, I went on the site and he's got like some Christmas uh, blend on there, like Christmas in July. So yeah, uh, it's called I'm a Christmas, Christmas kid. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Funny story, he um, that Christmas kitty. It's a uh, it's a holiday blend, but um, his daughter actually did the art for that for that blend. So if you if you look at the actual um, the label for that, it's like a it's like a drawing that she did, which is pretty cool. Uh, that yeah. was pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Um, okay, well now let's transition a little bit into uh, your military transition, right? So I know. It, there's a lot of vets that's probably tuning in, tuning into the podcast that are curious about um, transition and then some of those best practices or lessons learned. Like, tell tell me a little bit about your transition and like what are some of those things that you would tell somebody that's getting ready to transition. Yeah, um, I guess I can kind of start with like my story, right? Um, you know, everybody who kind of transitions out of the military, um, they go through a transition program towards the tail end of their um, their uh, career. Um, and, you know, in that class, when I went through those transition classes, they teach you how to write a resume. Um, they give you all these resources and stuff like that. And they have different tracks you can kind of go down. You can go down the entrepreneur track. You can go down to the, the skills. Uh, or the, uh, um, I forgot what it's called, uh, but it's like, 
I forgot what the name of the program's called, but you, it's like the trades uh, option. You can go be a plumber or you can be like an HVAC te- technician or whatever. And then you have your traditional track and then you have your education track um, where you can um, you know, go to college and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't, they didn't really have anything on you know, creating a LinkedIn profile, um, which was you know, kind of surprising because that's kind of where I learned what I needed to do. That's where I learned about all the resources and I connected with people and networked with people. Uh, but I forgot who I talked to about creating a, creating a LinkedIn account. But I, I found that out, went and did a, kind of made a, my profile on LinkedIn, and that's when I kind of realized because um, before that you really don't know what you don't know, right? Right. Right. But when, yeah. once you get on LinkedIn and you start networking with people and you start identifying, you know, people, you know, the voices of the transition space on LinkedIn, um, like the Michael or uh, the uh, uh, Mike Quinns of the world and. Matt, Matt, Matt Quick and all those other guys. But you know, you see some of this content that they create and you're like, oh, I didn't know about that, I didn't know about this. And that's when you kind of start discovering like, wow, I, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this. And that's when it kind of comes into a part-time job because you kind of realize the, the implications of some of this stuff if you don't do it. Um, yeah. So that's whenever I started networking with people, and that's when I networked with you. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. our conversations, and I networked with other, you know, veterans, you know, in the industry that I want to go to. And I guess that's kind of one of the best practices I'll kind of talk about is networking. Um, you know, before I created my LinkedIn account and started connecting with people, I just kind of thought I knew what I needed to do. Um, I. I, I I figured I write a resume and apply for jobs. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? But it's it's so much more than that. What I started to realize, networking with people and networking with you and all these other folks that are um, in my desired profession, learning and development, training and development, whatever we want to call it, um, I realized it's a whole, I mean, just the conversations that I had with all these folks, it was like a foreign language to me. Like the language and the terminology in the military is drastically different. And I realized like, yeah. you know, if I start interviewing with some of these companies in the private industry, the corporate, and you know, the corporate sector and stuff like that, they're not gonna. Gonna, there's going to be a disconnect because the different philosophies and frameworks that we use in the military are totally different. The terminology we use. So right. I started to kind of realize, wow, I'm way behind the power curve. And I, I got on LinkedIn about four or five months prior uh, to applying for jobs, and, I, and even then, I knew it was like I still. I wish I would have done this like a year out. Um, yeah, yeah, and I started yeah. kind of realizing this stuff. Yeah. So, so networking is key. Um, to, I think yeah. for me the 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 value was understanding the industry language, um, them connecting me with other people and understanding different roles in L and D. Like, okay, this is what this role does. Okay, that doesn't really align with my skill set or something I don't want to do. Oh, this is what this role does, yeah. and we'll talk about roles here in a minute. But that's that's kind of like the main thing I kind of realized um, that was really impactful for me is the, the power of networking. Yeah, what would you say to those, uh, I think, senior NCOs and officers that think they can work all the way down to the last minute? Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I think, I think it's even more important for senior leaders um, to afford the, enough time to, you know, network, uh, learn the industry, and do a mind shift. Because that's the kind of other thing I kind of realized. Uh, there, it's really a mind shift, especially for senior leaders. Because senior leaders, I mean, you talk about SART majors and you talk about senior officers leading large, complex organizations. 
um, as a brigade commander or a battalion commander or a sergeant major, um, they're mentoring, they're leading. But the thing about it is, is like we transition into a different role in the civilian sector. You have to learn. You can't just go right into a role and start leading, you know, thousands of people. It's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, just the, the, the amount of people you're going to be in charge of is not going to be the same, number one. And the skill set that you're going to have is going to be completely different. So you have to change your mind to, to, to and a, you got to have go into a learning mindset. And it really takes a lot of humility to do that. It really does. Uh, I think for me, it's like, yeah. man, I was, you know, mentoring and leading these folk, you know, all these soldiers and, you know, these, um, these also subordinate leaders. Um, now it's just going to be me and I just need to learn. Um, and it was, it was a real big mind shift and it really, um, there was a process I kind of had to go through. Like it was emotional. It was taxing emotionally, uh, mentally. I mean, just the learning curve was there. And, um, I would say that's, that's another thing I had to do was just the mind shift change. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that as I look back now, I, I think I would approach it a little bit more, um, almost like starting a business right so you don't yeah. just start a business overnight like you have to research your audience you have to know your competitors you have to know like your market you have to know your brand like you have to know all these things that as i look i i kind of see like a career field or like transitioning out of the military or transitioning from anywhere into a new career field is really like um putting together a, a, um, a business plan and starting yeah. starting a business. So I would I would definitely give it the same attention and the time. You know, some people say a year out, I would say two, three, yeah. I mean four. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it takes that long to like learn the language, understand the market. And some folks would say in the military, well, we just don't have time to do it. You gotta make time. Yeah, you really have to have make to. time because it's important. If you if you wanna be successful as you get out, you just have to be disciplined, just like you are with everything else. You just gotta be disciplined with putting in the time, building your network, making those connections, learning the language. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crucial. So um, tell me a little bit about your, um, first few weeks I guess or first couple months into the corporate world what was that like for you it was it was really unnerving um, because it was just a completely different environment um, I guess it would really depend on like who you are what your personality is like what's your strengths and weaknesses and then what company you're going to what's the culture because um, it'd be different if you're going into like a into the defense industry that is I would say that mm -hmm. the first month would be pretty um, it would be different, but it'd be probably seamless. Um, for me, like I was going into the private sector, um, Harbor Freight Tools is a private company, um, but the culture is was not the military. It's a little, it's not as fast paced, um, and it's real collaborative. Um, so decisions take a little bit longer to be made. You know, in, in my company and in, in the culture that I'm in versus the military, where decisions are pretty, hey, let's the commander makes a decision. You know, boom, let's go. Um, so I, that's something I had to get into. And I under, one thing I kind of realized is, um, you know, in my company, like establishing relationships with people and your business partners um, is really, really important for you to get things done. 
Um, in the military, like you have your S1, you have your S2, you have your, you know, your train, your supply room. You have all these people that it doesn't matter who you are; they're just going to do their job for you. And you, mm -hmm. you have all the, as long as you know what to do and who to go to, you're going to get it done. And it's not like that. It's not like that in the um, private sector or whatever it, the civilian, wherever you go in the civilian sector. Relationships are super important. And once I kind of realized that. Um, I knew establishing relationships with my business partners and other business lines in my company are going to be super important um, to get things done. That was kind of like a mind shift for me once I kind of realized that. Um, so I would say that was one of the biggest changes I had to go through, you know, kind of transferring out from the military, you know, into my company. Yeah. What are, what are those things that people know you're military? Like, what are those kind of habits or things that you say that they know <laughs> that give it away that you're, you're a veteran? Um, I, I would say three years ago, I would have a big problem with that. But my last assignment was um, ROTC. So I really didn't, I, I would, I, so transitioning into the private sector was a little bit better for me because I was kind of around like uh, post-secondary post education. So I had time to kind of get out of those bad habits and all those sayings and terminology out of my way. But there have been some situations where I've sent some emails and they were like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I sent an email one time where I used uh, BLUF, bottom line up front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, one, of, one of the um, veterans in my company, he emailed me back, hey dude, we don't use bottom line up front anymore. I was like, really? That's not just a military thing? He's like, it, it's not just a military thing, but it's mostly a military thing. Like we don't really do that. I was like, okay. But yeah, there's still a couple times where I sent some emails out and stuff like that. Um, when I first, you know, came to my company, where it was like, that's a military thing. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. We don't do that here. <laughs> that's funny. I, I think one of the, the ways that we know that people are new is um, how early they are to the the meetings. Um, obviously, <laughs> most of the meetings are on Zoom or it's virtual, right? But people show up super early, like, and you you're like, okay. So you're here way early. I can see, you know, <laughs> Zoom's telling me you're there 15 minutes before the meeting starts. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you know, it's okay in the corporate world to, to be right on time because usually it's back-to-back -back meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the classic sign of us being uh, 30 minutes prior, right, before, before the formation time. And then before you know it, you're there two hours before uh, step off and uh, it, that's just a habit that's that's uh, it's it's it doesn't go away yeah yeah luckily um, <clears throat> there's an organization called American corporate partners um, that if, if you're a veteran transitioning that I would highly suggest that you kind of use their resources but they provide mentors for folks that are transitioning out of the military with other veterans who have transitioned out already and they've been in the um, the civilian sector uh, for three or more years but that's one of the first things my mentor told me is, yeah. hey, just be a minute or two early. You don't need to be 15 minutes prior. <laughs> uh, because before that, when I did my first interview, I was I, just, I came in about 10, 15 minutes prior. And I stood, I stood there in the Zoom call for like 10 minutes <laughs> looking at the screen. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's talk about training and development and learning and development. What would you yeah. say to folks that are new into this career field? They're looking to take a first couple of steps. Um, they're looking for, you know, um, something different. Like what are those couple of things uh, that you would share with them? Yeah. Yeah. What I would say is if you're looking into because I've talked to a lot of veterans in the training and development space in the military and 
Usually they're looking at other roles in training and development outside the military because they enjoyed it. Um, they were usually an instructor and they loved uh, instructing military personnel. So that's kind of why they're drawn to it. Um, so the first thing I kind of tell them is, one, you have to uh, identify what role in training and development that kind of you're trying kind of drawn to because a lot of different roles yeah. you have instructional designers you have L&D managers you have um, learning consultants you have um, and, and also I will say too you know those roles that you're kind of drawn to uh, are totally could be totally different depending on what company you go into because I've looked at roles for an L&D manager in one company and then looked at it in a, another different company it was totally different the <laughs> yeah, L&D yeah. the L&D manager role in company A was more of like a project management type of role versus L&D manager in company B was more of your traditional sense of what an L&D manager does like they pro, you know training development for um, you kind of like the L&D training training function for that company um, so you just kind of got to identify what role kind of you're drawn to and then also find uh, find the company with the job description that, that uh, appeals to you um, yeah. but yeah so they just kind of got to understand what what they're what they want to do uh, also I would say too um, a lot of folks you know who are in the military who are in training and development primarily did facilitation and facilitation is just one small, small piece of yeah. uh, a company's training function. It's right. so, it could, there's so much more you can do. And, you know, when I kind of talk to veterans about, you know, facilitation and that's the facilitation piece. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many other things that you can do and they kind of are kind of surprised by that. So right. it's just identifying what, what you're kind of drawn to and, and look for that. Um, before we uh, wrap this up, Trevor, um, is there anyone, a mentor, anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to that was really helpful during your transition? Yeah, um, so I was kind of talking about American Corporate Partners you know, a little bit earlier. Um, uh, my mentor, Michael Sadzak, he's um, just, he's been so impactful uh, to my transition. Um, and he, he's, he helped me with my resume, salary negotiation, he helped me, he could, he opened up his network for me and it just kind of was there as a sounding board. Um, and what was really cool about Michael's approach to our mentorship is he kind of put the guardrails up and he made me kind of do the, re he was like, mm -hmm. hey, so think about this and think about that. Yeah. Go do the research and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. So I, it was really me learning through him and him kind of being there for support. So Michael's been a great support for me and my family. He's um, he, he's been great, and I owe him a debt of gratitude. So I would say he's probably the you know the primary. I mean, there's been I've networked with a lot of people, yeah, um, yeah. had a lot of conversations, but he's he's kind of been there every step in the way, and we still talk. Um, you know, it's it's kind of evolved into our friendship at this point, but uh, mentorship is it's a really strong tool. And it can be really profound for someone's success and transition, for sure. Awesome. Well, there you have it. If you're interested in a career in learning and development or training and development, don't be afraid to take that first step. Do your research, build your network, develop a plan, and yes, get a mentor. 
uh, it's going to be really helpful for you. And don't be afraid to take that first step. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, a, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So um, take that first step. Trevor, thank you so much for your insights and uh, sharing your experience with, with us today. I really appreciate you being on here and stay tuned um, for more episodes where we talk to more uh, military veterans and others that's transition into a brand new career field.